I am ready now. Great. Oh, I start. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm just so used to you taking initiative now to start the podcast that I was just waiting for you. But I realize it's me All that's right, supposed here, to say, it, hey guys. I'll, I'll start a start podcast, right? Okay. I'll, I'll do it how we usually do with you catching me off guard. So but <laughs> this time I'll be on guard. So I'm going to be like, all night long, all night, all night, all night long, all night. All night. Have you ever have you ever seen the video by Red and Link where they sing all night long, all night long? I don't think so, but that sounds like something I would enjoy. Yeah, there's a video of them walking around LA and they have a timer on it and they're singing all night long from the moment sun goes down to the moment the sun comes up. And it's like one of the best videos ever. I love it. I don't think I could do that. That would drive me insane if I had to sing that song roughly like 20,000 times. But this is why they're big and we're not. Because <laughs> they're willing to make the sacrifice. Exactly. They're willing to make those big sacrifices that we're not willing. I mean, we we could do it, but we would just be so crabby by the end of it, you know? And then I I'd... don't know if I'd last longer than an hour singing that long. <laughs> yeah, because if you think a song is like four minutes times you know, divided by 60 is like, what, 15 times an hour times roughly six hours. It's like 80 times singing that song straight. But when you put it in that perspective, it seems better. It seems easier. I guess. Maybe we'll have to do that um, when I'm back in LA. We'll just have to sing all, literally all night long. <laughs> but I think it wouldn't work because all night long has like two and a half minutes of just instrumentals. So if you really think about it, you're probably singing it 160 times. So you have oh. to cut out the instrumentals and then it becomes really hard. These are the things we seriously think about on this podcast. <laughs> well, hello, welcome to Just Two Lads. Uh, I'm uh, your special guest on Serrano, brought to you by your host with the most, Kelsey Gidlin. Sadly not joining us today is not Matt Collins. And um, and this is it. This is our podcast episode something. <laughs> I think this is 21 or 22. Oh, I think well, it's 21. The 21? That's very good. Yeah, it's of legal drinking age now, our podcast. <gasps> podcast can drink now. I know. It's not years. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're coming up almost on a year pretty soon. In like two oh. months. Of Zoom recording our podcast? Uh, podcasting, yeah. I was saying, because our real anniversary <laughs> happened long ago. That's true. But we only recorded once. and twice, then Twice, I think. We recorded twice in the same day. So I'm counting that oh, as that's once. Right. Okay. Um, and then we took a roughly eight-month break. So, <laughs> But speaking of anniversaries, with my famous segue, happy anniversary to Delayed Replay, who recently hit one year on the air did you see that i'm in that episode no i'm not caught up yet i'm really bad uh, oh, i'm well, really bad uh, for for anybody who listens to delay replay and for steven himself who's a great awesome uh fan of ours uh i am featured in his podcast anniversary episode uh it was very sweet of him i was in his first episode of that podcast and i'm now mm -hmm. on the one year anniversary episode of that podcast oh so it's very fun and exciting. So if, uh, if you're looking for another fun, interesting podcast of someone we know, uh, check out Steven with Delayed Replay and only listen to the episodes I'm on because I'm on those. <laughs> and my episode. All my right, Boss Kelsey had an episode, episode too. That's How right. How dare you? All right, so listen to episode one, <laughs> which is a silent place part two. Listen to uh, me and Steven's The Walking Dead episode. Uh, Steven and I's episode on you're the in so many episodes and uh now listen to my anniversary episode i i have four episodes on this beautiful podcast with steven schinder <laughs> and we also have some some um you know what i'm trying to say with my hand movement oh yeah oh yeah some little crumbs of a new podcast that will probably be coming out in a month or two i think from two of our good friends and yeah you've been in communication with them about it right um kind of yeah i need to get in more communication but obviously constitutional law took over my life temporarily but now i am free but now um, you're in summer mode right you're in awesome lovely summer mode i mean kind of because i have a summer class that starts what in a week or so so you get summer school Gross. just one class 
um, because it's only offered summer and fall and I didn't want to put pressure on myself to have to take it in fall and I really didn't want to have to take it summer after I graduate so I'm taking it this summer it's just one day a week so it's not oh it's not bad you're chilling you're chilling yeah um it's on our podcast release days so our (laughs) our release times might be a little bit different because of my class but oh no yeah it'll just be like at six instead of seven I think speaking of different times Kelsey, I have to apologize for something that happened to us earlier today. <laughs> so, uh, for the for those of you who listen to the podcast, uh, Kelsey and I like the schedule when we're going to record these. Obviously, it's not like on a whim. And mm-hmm. so, I told Kelsey Saturday morning at eleven a.m. Meet me. We shall record. And she was like, "Great." Virtually we, meet you. Virtually meet me. <laughs> she gets here promptly at eleven, like the wonderful person she is. <laughs> and then, as we're starting to get ready, I get an email from work. Tell me that our meeting has been moved from 1 p.m. to 11 a.m. So I suddenly had to leave this podcast and go to work and listen to people talk about money. So, uh, but I am here now. Now we are recording. What I thought was honestly the most hilarious thing, not that they have done this to you like multiple times at this point, and it's always right when we're about to record, Ugh. but the fact that they sent that this meeting is happening at 11 o'clock at like 11.10. They're like, by the way, we moved the meeting to right now. (laughs) I was so upset. I was so upset. When I walked in, they're like, would you give a few more moments for people to come in? I was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I hope someone skipped. I hope someone slept through. It's ridiculous. I I might have not just gone out of spite. Been like, what if I had something important going on? Like, why can't you get your schedule together if I can get my schedule together, you know? What if I had breakfast with the Dalai Lama scheduled? Like, what if? Yeah be like decline invite <laughs> right like i guess i'm not gonna be there for our budget meeting like no. oh no budget meetings are boring though they're so boring i had to sit through a couple not like formal budget meetings on student government this past year but it's so heated for some reason like people would get in legitimate fights on zoom and the president she was so great she handled this year like a champ um but she was just like, we're not, we're not doing this. I'm not fighting with you over budget over Zoom. It's just not happening today. I don't have the mental energy for this, but they're pretty boring, but kind of fun. Oh, hate them, hate them, <laughs> hate them, hate them, hate them. Um, yes. I had a thought in my mind and I looked outside. Yeah, and it, it went away. It went All right, away. Well, while you look for your thought, I'm gonna talk about something that happened to me yesterday. Yesterday, I went to a lovely place called the Crack Shack. I don't know. Have you ever heard of the Crack Shack? No, I have not. <laughs> All right. Well, there's one in Las Vegas. How do I know? Because I walked by it when I was in Las Vegas a few weeks ago. Oh, interesting. All right. So, Kelsey, if you want, if you like trying this place when I after my story, please do and let me know. So, the Crack Shack for the rest of you, uh, I don't know if it's just a Southern California thing. I don't know if it's like a West Coast thing. I don't know what it is, but it is a really yummy chicken place. So. <laughs> Uh, my girlfriend and I had been looking at this place for a year now. Like, when we were looking for food, we were like, oh, there's a place called the Crack Shack. And we love the name because we thought it was hilarious. And so we're like, oh, let's go there. And then we wound up not going. And a <laughs> year later, we finally decided to go to this Crack Shack. Now, this is not the first Crack Shack I've encountered. I encountered Crack Shack in Newport. I've encountered a Crack Shack in LA. I encountered a Crack Shack in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. But... We promised to go to the one in San Diego. So we went. The Crack Shack is a chicken place. Uh, it, it, I guess it constitutes as fried chicken, right? Yeah. That's uh, what it looks like. I'm looking at the menu right now. <laughs> good, 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 good. And so both Mosh and I got the Firebird, which is a spicy chicken sandwich. It had pickles on it. And I think it had uh, caramelized onions. And it had, it had some sort of secret sauce. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And we ordered a large um, fries. Yes. The secret yes. sauce is, is ranch. That's what the menu says. <laughs> Dude, that secret sauce, that ranch is really good. That and They have really good ranch. I can't lie. I'm a, I'm a fiend for ranch, and they have good ranch. We ordered a large fries, and we, and we split a milkshake called mm. the Salted Oreo. Ooh. Now, have you had salted caramel ice cream? Yes. I don't like it that much, though. Okay. So... <laughs> You may not like the salted car- uh, the salted Oreo then. It is literally just salty Oreo. It works. 
it works. I don't know how, but it works. I kind of liked it. And um, we got the sandwich. And trust me, when I we say our expectations were already really high because it's been a year's worth of waiting. Yeah. We bit that sandwich. We both looked at it because we, we do this thing that's called dink it and sink it where you like you dink your food together and then you both eat it at the exact same time. Yeah, and so, I'm, I'm familiar with Good Mythical Morning. Thank good, you. Good, good. So we dink it and sink it all the time. Good, 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 good. And um, oh, I love Good Mythical Morning. And so we dink it and sink it. And we look at each other at the same time. And we both just start smiling and laughing. Because we're like, wow, this is actually really good. <laughs> so if you ever get the chance to go to uh, the Crack Shack, it's actually pretty bomb. We had the Firebird. We had a large fries. And we had the Oreo, the, the salted Oreo. And it was delicious, Kelsey. We have to go. You have to go. I don't know how, but get there. Eat it. It's really good. I mean, I have a few things to say. First of all, yes. I would go except for that it's on the strip. And yeah, yeah. locals tend to avoid the strip kind yes, of you do. at all costs. Um, kind of how I avoid downtown LA. So Yeah, I'm I trapped in downtown LA. But <laughs> yeah, true, um, true, true, true. and the second thing is... I like how kind of attenuated the name is from the chicken, from the food, because I looked at, I was like, why would they call it the crack shack? Like, that's kind of weird. And then the whole thing is like, it's a chicken coming out of an egg, it's like the chicken and egg. And it's like, I like it. There's some, there's some intellectual thought that has to happen before you get in. The one the in San Diego looks awesome the atmosphere was amazing like i loved every single part of it it was very much a beach town place and it was awesome so if anybody gets to the san diego one that one's really cool well there's one in pasadena so we could potentially <gasps> go there yeah <laughs> i didn't know i had it with so close <laughs> this is gonna be there all the time now i gotta take my mom though she's yeah, gonna hate it but i gotta take her <laughs> there's one in um san diego costa mesa century city encinitas Pasadena and Las Vegas. Why Las Vegas? That's so rare. Money. That's why. Money. Well, also, like, Las Vegas has a lot of good Things food. that shouldn't be there. What does that mean? It adds a bunch of local chains in an unlocal area. Like, in and out there. Uh, I think you guys... I think... You know, we the had, Crack Shack there. You guys had another thing that was, like, supposed to be local. First. We had, had Canes first. first. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, y'all, y'all have literally almost everything from across the world, uh, yeah. across the world, across America, just there. We have everything from Crack Shack to Shake Shack, and you can put that in the bank. That's right. You guys have a Shake Shack. That's the name I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Why do you guys have a Shake Shack? Has no sense, but there is one there. It's so good. I love Shake Shack. I've had it once when I was young. I'm gonna have to go again to reevaluate. We'll have to when because. I know at some point we're planning to come to Las Vegas so we can go to that museum that you really want to go to. Like Wiki Mart, whatever it's called. Yeah, like Weird Mart or something. Yeah, Weird Mart. Um, But we can go to Shake Shack because it's at a mall kind of by my house rather than down by the strip. I love Uh, burgers. And I can take you to my favorite sushi place. They don't only have sushi because I know you don't like sushi. Not that I don't like sushi. It's not my prefer- it's not my go-to food or preferred food. Well, I take pretty much anyone that I've known from California to this this sushi place. So it's well. Important. Answer me this. So obviously they're gonna have spicy salmon, right? Like obviously spicy, spicy salmon tuna? rolls. Yeah, spicy tuna. I don't know yeah. why I said salmon. <laughs> spicy tuna rolls. Mm-hmm. This is how little I eat sushi. <laughs> um, but do they have any sushi rolls that have cream cheese? Because those yes. sushi. Oh. I mean, just take me. Just take me. That's okay. I'll go now. I'll go now. Great. Okay. <laughs> um, no, they have, like most sushi places, they have like 50 different rolls. Woo! Um, Sheesh. Yeah. But what were, we, what were we talking about? Oh, the crack oh. shack. The crack shack. Hmm. No, what? talk about the crack. I'll, I'll talk about my thing later. No, no you go because I was just trying to find something else to say. Wow. Well, lame. Uh, so... <laughs> Kelsey, I was dying of laughter watching the IGTV about us singing because I did lose, in fact, and I was celebrating (laughs) after the fact. I mean, I genuinely thought you won in the moment, too, because we were not keeping track of points whatsoever. No, no. and it seemed like I was winning, but um, clearly I did not. (laughs) Clearly I lost pretty hard. 
it was like the perfect like poetic justice though because it wouldn't have been as funny if you had actually won you know <laughs> because then that the glow would not have been as funny yeah, yeah. Um, I have my sister usually on the IGTVs that I edit, I'll have her do like a final watch through because I don't know if you know this, but a video that's about 30 minutes long that we record takes like four or five hours to edit. (laughs) I've heard. I have heard. Yes. So by the time I get it down to kind of the 10 minute range anyway, and I kind of add preliminary effects, I'm so in it that I don't know if it's funny or if it's just funny to me because I've watched the video so many times (laughs) that I'm like picking up on things that no one else would see. So I always ask Taylor to watch it through and like give me comments about what she would do because I just, you know how you get like tunnel vision when you're working on a paper and then you come back to it and read the grade that your professor gave you and you read it again. You're like, none of this makes sense, but it all made sense when I was writing it, you know? I 100% do understand that (laughs) because I send my papers to people all the time because I'm like, does this make sense? Did I? Because Mm -hmm. to me, it makes clear sense. So, yeah, yes, I get it. But that video, Taylor gave it the stamp of approval. (laughs) She did. She did. Good God. But that's also, I think it's also important because I feel like Marco doesn't need to do that as much as I do because I'm in the video. So I remember what I thought was funny, like in the moment, but sometimes that doesn't translate to <sighs> watching it, you know? I feel that. So I, feel that. I always think my hair looks worse when I'm editing than when we're actually recording. Oh my God, hair, <laughs> who cares about hair? Wow. Me. No, it's, well you shouldn't. It's because your hair always looks basically the same. You don't have Whoa. to worry. Whoa. Oh, you coming for my hair right now? No, I'm saying it How about basically... my beard? Does my beard always look the same too? Sometimes it looks a little more like freshly um, shaved a little bit. I don't know what you call like- How's it look right now? What's it look like right now? The front little pieces like right there look a little scraggly, but the rest of it looks like pretty clean. But I'm also looking at you through a screen. <laughs> Kelsey's very accurate. It's, very, it's a little scraggly. I haven't kept this thing up in like three weeks. Oh, okay. Speaking of a weird thing, I really need to stop saying that. But anyway, I saw on Amazon recommendations on Facebook. Oh, no. <laughs> it has to do with the beard. It has to do with your beard. Okay. They have beard straightening irons now. Why? Yeah. <laughs> My beard is not long enough for that, but that's wild. Is it like mini? Is it like a mini straightening iron? Like- yeah, it's, it's like... It's probably the actual plates of the straightener are probably like four to six inches long. And it's like a mini, yeah, it's kind of like a lint roller looking thing. But I was just like, I didn't know that beard hairstyling was such a big thing. It's a thing. It's a growing thing, to be honest. Well, it's because beards are now in fashion. Uh, Beards are fashionable for like the past couple of years. Yeah, it's, I mean, I don't quite get how facial hair is like comes in and out of fashion yeah i mean i guess you can make the argument then like why is armpit hair now in fashion kind of for women and and stuff like that but Mm -hmm. i just i thought like there was never a style guide for facial hair really besides like specific mustaches that used to be like you know like your twirly mustache but i never knew that that was a thing i miss my twirly mustache i miss it so much um yeah i know but uh, it's kind of this weird thing like the for men's style like shorter is better now like that's the whole thing so like mm-hmm. you have to get a fade do you know what a fade is yeah yeah it's like so you have to get a fade or you have to get tapered or you have to do all these things like mm-hmm. and that's like the go-to look now and then for hair like facial hair i should say mm-hmm. like it has to be one of the two extremes it's either a very full beard or it's a very light, like light beard close to the face type of thing. Mm-hmm. It's very weird now. But like my style of beard is not considered fashionable because like I just like having my beard not long but not short. Mm-hmm. My beard is not considered fashionable. So like it's this weird thing. Like shorter is always better now when it comes to hair for men. Interesting. But then you also have the guys who are rocking like the shoulder length cuts too. Not for beards, but like for head hair. Yeah, men men's style is like you're either one of the two extremes. 
you're either one of the two you either have really short or really long but i feel like i feel like for men's fashion it's also like that for weight like you're either really skinny as a man or you're really big as a man and like you pull and you can pull both of those looks off but you're in the in between like me it's just you're just awkward you're just awkward nothing really built for you like it's, it's just weird you know welcome to what women, women. have coined the mid-sized body conundrum is that what it's called mid-sized body yeah because usually i watch like a couple youtubers who are like quote unquote mid-size i'm still not totally sure what it means but i think it's for people who are like sizes in the like 12 14 16 size range because mm -hmm. a lot of clothing companies especially like the brandy melvilles who are like the one size fits all and that one size is small you know they don't fit <laughs> yeah yeah uh-huh wow that, that's so disheartening that is disheartening it is oh it is um and it's like basic stuff that's super expensive anyway singling not singling out brandy melville um it's kind of like normal size clothes in quotations for the for the listeners sometimes don't fit past like a size 10 or 12 so if you're like 12 leaning towards 14 you sometimes will have to not shop in the normal section but the plus size the quote-unquote plus size is too big for you and so you it's really hard because there are oh, no nothing really built for you yeah so you feel the mid-size body i i do conundrum. because like all my life well just this is just a family thing right but like all my life i've been called like really large like i've, mm -hmm. I've, I've been called fat and obese by my family my whole life right mm -hmm. so all my life I've, i have this perception that i'm fat but all my life but also my friends and my close friends and everyone i've ever encountered outside of a doctor obviously mm -hmm. has told me i'm actually quite thin for someone <laughs> of my weight and my height so yeah. i've been in a real weird situation my whole life where like I don't fit small clothing that are built mm -hmm. for like really skinny people, also just shorter people than me in general. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I also don't fit well into large clothing because then it's hella baggy on me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like huge. And I'm like, but I, I, like, you probably noticed my outfits. Like, my shirts are either like just a bit too big <laughs> or a bit too small, but I don't really have most shirts that ever fit me just right. Mm -hmm. So, ugh. no, I, I feel that. Um, I was also going to say, like, if anyone's listening that doesn't know how tall Andres is, he's like 6'1", right? I'm 6'1", six 6'2", six with shoes. Yeah. yeah, so you're very tall. You're like one of the tallest people in your family, right? I am the tallest of my immediate family, yeah. Yeah, so I think it's also weird. I don't know why this is turning into a, a body podcast. But it is I, what it is. <laughs> I think it's kind of weird because people will say, like, oh, you're a big person because you wear a big size, but they take no account into like the proportionality of your body. I know, like, yeah. Because you're six one, you're not gonna wear a men's small because you're just too tall to fit the small size. <laughs> like I can fit, I can fit into XL pretty well most things, mm -hmm. but as I've gotten taller with time, like I have to wear double XLs, even if I'm not double XL, because the shirts are just long enough for me now. <laughs> Sometimes I need to wear double XL. Like, Maybe. Like, oh. but, but it's so disheartening. It's so yeah. disheartening, though, because I'm like, I don't want to be a double XL. Like, this is, Maybe. it just kind of hurts. Yeah. You should you should start high waisted jeans for men fashion because then you could wear an XL <laughs> shirt because <laughs> or you could bring back crop tops for men for sure. But that's I feel like I feel like yeah, I have to be really skinny to pull that off. Like I feel like that that's a real skinny man's look. <laughs> I mean, it's whatever you want. If if for our beach day you want to experiment with a crop top, you will not get judgment from our group. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I'm so glad. I'm so glad I have safe place to wear a crop top. <laughs> yeah, Evelyn needs a safe place to wear a crop top. Okay. There, okay. Okay. Um, fair, 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 fair. But that's also why kind of this past like year, I guess or not years, since like Christmas. Um, Cause I also have clothing struggles and that I have a wide rib cage, which means that like, and I think, <laughs> I think it's actually kind of from, cause my sister has a wide rib cage too, but I don't think it's necessarily genetic. I think it's because we spent so many years in singing lessons as kids that our chest, like, like our rib cage just grew wider to make space for more air to sing more. At least that's oh. what I'm telling myself. Sure, but, um, I'll buy it. <laughs> But that means oftentimes that like things will fit on like my shoulders and my ribs, but will look so baggy on my waist because my rib cage is not really like 
proportional to what it should be for the size of like my waist and hips should be right like that's a, yeah. that's a strong word right should i be. guess to be like proportional traditionally proportional with like how clothing is made so for those you don't know kelsey's using a lot of quotation marks as we yeah speak. <laughs> because like what is that what is normal clothes even mean like what is traditional because also like i don't know if men's clothes does this but every single brand of women's clothes a size two in women's clothes fits different in every brand not every but i will tell you like if i shop at macy's an xl fits me well but if i go to banana republic i'm a 3x and i'm mm -hmm. like lord have mercy on me and let alone if i go to nordstrom like then i then i'm like a 3x to 4x and i'm like why if macy's have <laughs> right? an xl and hot topic i'm an xl why am i here yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and the store that is really notorious for this at least in my mind is express because oh. I have, I don't know if you remember that blue, that kind of bright blue sweater that has like a white and a black V on the top. I do. Yes, I do remember that shirt. So that sweater is a size small. Okay. But wow. do you remember that white crop top that I have that has all the like triangle cutouts? I don't know that I've worn it very many times. I want to say I do. I want to say I do. Um, and that is a size extra large. And they are both from the same store. For those who don't know, I, my jaw just dropped. <laughs> it's the You're same me from store. the same store, you wear both a small and an extra large? Yeah. That must be so psychologically damaging, my lord. I I feel like I've reached a point in my life where I'm like- so accept it? I just accept that it's the clothes problem and it's not, not my me. problem. Yeah. Because yeah. especially once I started fluctuating sizes so badly in different brands, because like in Old Navy, they do like what they call vanity sizing, where they make the clothes bigger than other stores, brands of the same size. So you're like, oh, I can fit in a small at Old Navy, whereas oh, I have a medium somewhere else. I get it. Vanity. P P yeah. you're, you're suddenly vain now. I get yeah. it. I get it now. So like, even though Old Navy what? and Gap are the same company, they're owned uh -huh. under the same company, the Gap sizes are way smaller than the Old Navy sizes. Oh. Oh. And so I finally realized, I was like, so it doesn't matter what my body looks like. I'm never going to be the same size at every store, no matter what. No matter what you do. Like, it doesn't matter what my body looks like. That's ridiculous, though. My right? God. But that's like the psychological warfare that women go through just to like, buy a pair of jeans i know i know well i've been i've been hearing about this like my whole life right like i've been hearing about <laughs> women's struggle with clothing my whole life uh, mm -hmm. as a as a dude i've i've slightly touched on that it's like we just explored because i've always been a, t a tall and big individual mm -hmm. so like my whole life this has been my struggle as well but nowhere near to the extent of women though like mm -hmm. i will recognize it's my experience is nowhere near the same <laughs> as women shopping for clothes yeah but i was i was I was making that point to say that I've gotten a little bit better at sewing this oh. like since Christmas because I got a sweater that fits really well again with my wide, wide rib coat cage but looks kind of baggy on the bottom so I'm gonna try and do a sewing project with it oh very cool, very cool. so very cool. Very cool. and you should learn how to sew too so that you can maybe take that double xl and like tailor it down a little bit so it like fits you you know ah Okay, I'm that's fine. My I'm just sticking <laughs> my bagginess. I'm, I've gotten used to it at this point. But but when we're in person, I'll just throw my clothes at you and I'll tell you, like, fit me. Great. Are you going to pay me for my time and labor for that? Or of is course this not. You don't pay great. yourself, so I'm not paying you. <laughs> right, but it's for me. Like, I would just be paying myself. And I am the other half, so. It's, it's the other half of just two lads. Yourself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is great. your life, which is I'm me as well. I am your life. I lost you, but we're going to move on. <laughs> good, good. I appreciate it to move it on. So as we were talking about things to talk about for this podcast, mm -hmm. I also want the audience to know, I don't know why I keep looking over the top of my computer. Like, I don't know if you've noticed me like looking. I do. Not I notice that you look away from me more than you do at me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I think it's because this I'm sitting in front of a window. So the sun like distracts me. But anyway. You were writing down some very non sequitur things from what we had were talking about before the podcast to talk about on the podcast. Yes. So yes. I want to know 
why when we were talking about topics you came up with the cave plato's ah, cave analogy plato's the cave <clears throat> it's because um I, i'm taking an ancient philosophy class and every, uh, every week people get assigned to read passages from uh different works and stuff mm -hmm. and i by the great grace of god was assigned the passage from the republic the cave I was I was assigned mm. to read the cave and I nerd I nerded out to the end of the <laughs> earth discussing the cave to my class and then uh yesterday when I was at the crack shack uh, my girlfriend didn't know what the cave was so oh, I was teaching goodness. her about the cave poor mom and, and as I taught her the cave the, the table next to us was overhearing and then they started talking about philosophy it's great but the reason why I bring up the cave have I brought up the cave before on this podcast I don't think so. I think you I just think brought up Plato. Plato and Socrates and yeah. Aristotle. No, uh, stop. <laughs> listen, I've I've only I've only reverted just because of how much people laughed at me. Uh, <laughs> so Plato, um, or as he's called in Spanish, Platon, um, he has this he has this great thing called the cave. Uh, Kelsey, do you know what the cave is? Either way, I'm gonna give a brief summary for people. But do you know the what the cave is? The only thing I know is that you have to go into the cave and then come out of the cave, then go back to the cave, right? So you already know the most important part of it. Great. But that's the part that everybody forgets. Um, <laughs> so the cave for everybody else is a is a is Plato's metaphor, analogy, whatever, for what life is. Uh, in Plato's work, he always used Socrates as the main character to tell these stories. So it's hard to tell what Socrates' uh, philosophy was, Plato's philosophy. Now that's really important for you who's listening, but context. So Plato Socrates tells of the cave. The cave essentially states in really, really basic terms. I'm not going to go into the complicated version of it. In very basic terms, uh, people are chained up. We, the people, are chained up looking at a wall. Behind behind the people in the, in the cave that are chained up who can't see to the sides, there is a fire and uh, people are showing puppets. And the puppets being in front of the fire project onto the wall in front of us. And that is the reality we accept. <laughs> One day, through the grace of God, whatever, there's different ways, super simplified, uh, we escape our chains and we start heading out of the cave. We notice that we've been fed lies, but they seem like the truth, so we don't know what to believe, what to know. As we slowly come out, uh, it's a very, very steep way out of the cave. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of struggle. Once you get out of the cave, the first thing you see is a sunlight for the first time ever. But um, you see the grass and the water, very simple, basic things. You take in color for the first time. You understand everything. And then over time, you can slowly get gather the, the courage and the power to look at the sun. With your first time ever experiencing the sun, the sun is overwhelming and it's beautiful. And this is a metaphor for finding enlightenment. It's a metaphor for finding truth and blah, blah, blah. As Kelsey said, though, the part that is greatly forgotten is that you must return to the cave and so this is what this is what i want to talk about today is returning to the cave so the cave is a giant analogy for finding truth finding beauty finding the understanding in life and the idea is you can't force someone out of the cave if you force someone to get out of the cave and look at the sun that they'll be blinded they'll resent it they'll hate it they'll revert back to normality mm -hmm. and just like if anything if you try to force like your kid to learn piano and rather than the kid wanting to learn piano, the kid will never learn piano. The kid will <laughs> always resent the piano. And you have to help and stuff. So Plato's idea is that philosophers have to guide people to find enlightenment and whatnot. And so the reason I wanted to bring up the cave is because woke Twitter, conservative Twitter, all Twitter, mm. and all social media use the cave analogy for whatever they want. And there's this famous, there's actual famous depictions of modern day of the cave of like, there's people tied up. It shows someone in the progress of getting out. It shows them getting out of the cave and they find like the truth. A lot of times it's used for like social media and the government are the ones propelling the the, the image of the puppets and you <laughs> yourself have to escape through truth and self-exploration and then you get out and you're a free thinker and whatnot. Mm -hmm. The reason I hate people using the cave, I just, <laughs> I'm slamming on my table. The reason I hate people using the cave as their analogy for social media and all these other bs things it's because they forget that part kelsey they forget mm. that once you get out of the cave you have to go back in the true philosopher the true real thinker the true beauty of the cave is that once you get out you have to come back in in order to help others but you can't force others 
And what is these posts doing? What are these posts doing? These posts are forcing people to look. <laughs> okay. these, they're, 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 for, they're trying to force people to join them. And the whole point of it is the real philosopher will know what to do. The real person will know what to do when they're out. They'll know how not to force people. They'll know how to treat people right. They'll know how to get people to fully understand without forcing them to look at the sun. Mm-hmm. And what are these people doing? They're forcing people to look at the sun. <laughs> and it is the most infuriating thing in the world to look at. So that is all I have. I'm just really upset at people posting the cave for their own political reasons when it, the cave should be left in its philosophical state. You know, I think we actually had this conversation via text message, which we is probably why, did. which is why you think you talked about it before. But I, I totally agree. I think that a big part of changing is like wanting to change versus like being forced to change. Yeah. Then it just feels like mm-hmm. a chore you know Mm -hmm. but no I totally I totally agree with you I think it's a very typical thing that a lot of people regardless of what they're talking about will use these sort of analogies without totally getting it it yeah and then they just look dumber because people who get it are like so you realize you're proving your own point right Right? like (laughs) I know it's um it's just it's so infuriating they're like you have to be woke and come out of the cave and blah, blah, blah. And I remember like someone did post it. I think this is why I texted you about it when it originally happened. (laughs) Someone did post it and I told them like, but you're forgetting the second half about this. Mm -hmm. And they're like, what do you mean? I was like, well, after you come out, you have to go back in in order to help everybody. He's like, why would I go back in? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, the whole point is you go back in to guide others. Like, but that's not my job. I'm like, then why are you posting the cave? If you were supposedly this woke person who got out of the cave, suddenly you're suddenly you're not respecting the whole idea of the cave. <laughs> like, yeah. Ah, oh. You know, that actually goes back to what we were talking about, like really early when we got on here about um, kind of like passing the torch to people. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> what did you think I was going to say? I thought you were talking about way earlier on when we first started recording the podcast. Well, the first discussions we had were about anti-maskers. Oh, so. no, 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 no. Um, It was about like how we were talking about today. How I was like, yeah, I think this is kind of like my last year where I'm like helping out the improv mm-hmm. team and stuff like that because you guys like got it and you don't really need help anymore, which is so amazing to see and just sort of like enticing people who want to be there and like come out of the cave and like mm-hmm. actually step up and then go back and do that for other people. And like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm actually surprised that we never had that analogy in any of the business classes that I took about leadership and team building, because I think it's basically like the same thing. When so. you, when you strip it of its philosophical and you bring it down to just what its bare basic bones are, mm-hmm. I think it's an easy and great concept to teach people. And mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. Well, I don't know why it's not taught more leadership classes. Yeah. I think it totally works. Maybe uh, I just had a lacking leadership class. I don't a know. A lack of leadership <laughs> class? That's so funny. Um, but leadership is just something that interests me a lot and like how teams work. But maybe that's just my personal... <laughs> Pretty my true. personal interest you know uh, my i piqued my own interest uh because this is a this is just a this is just a, a hot a hot episode where we just discuss things uh you piqued your own interest i piqued my own interest uh by bringing back our own reference uh did, did you read i know you did but did you read that we no longer need masks yes i did it? all right so i want to hear your opinions on it i with my opinions on it and then I'm going to say more opinions. So Okay, so I am conflicted. Like, yeah. obviously, I'm happy that... Because I would like to believe that the CDC is not totally motivated by big business. Like, I yeah. want to believe that there's at least a part of it that is like, this is actually like pretty safe and we're pretty Mm -hmm. happy with the protection of the vaccine obviously Mm -hmm. but if Krispy Kreme is any indicator (laughs) I'm reading back to our donuts conversation check out Anders's Twitter if you want to uh, figure out what that's about um but what because they're giving like the free 
donuts if you have a vaccine card, right? Yeah. And my sister no, and it's I a bought... free dozen if you're graduating. They just give you a free donut if you have the vaccine. Oh, did I say dozen? That yeah, yeah. you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do not check. And my sister and I bring our vaccine cards. We've gone twice now, and they don't check. And to me, I'm like, well, that's great that people who are vaccinated don't need a mask because I don't know if anyone else has had like some mask knee issues, but that's really nice. And if your upper lip is not getting sweaty in that mask, it's not on tight enough. Like your mask (laughs) is not working. But Uh anyway, how are you going to know the difference between people who are lying and saying they're vaccinated and people who are actually vaccinated because the odds of someone standing at like target at the door and being like, I need to see your vaccine card is very low. Right. And also why would you force a poor target employee to deal with the people who are going to try and get in and lie uh, side tangent before I let Andres give his thoughts. So good. Private companies cannot violate your constitutional rights. Do not go into target. And if you see someone saying, I know my constitution. Trader Joe's cannot violate your constitutional rights because they're not a government actor. Just, I want to let you all know that so that if you ever get in a situation with someone where they're like, you're violating my, no, I'm not the government. Please step away from me. Thank you. You're a private company. You're a private, you're a private thing. Yeah. When you enter that building, you are now uh, playing by their rules. Yeah. So, but that's, yeah, I'm just kind of conflicted and like, I don't know. It's just very complicated. So I want to know. It's very complicated. Uh, I think regardless that I don't need to wear a mask, I will be wearing my mask. Oh, yeah. At this point, it just seems polite, too, Mm -hmm. first of all. Second of all, if someone's going to argue with me, I'm not going to argue with them. Yeah. If they don't want to, that's their problem now. That's not Mm -hmm. my problem. Thirdly, I don't think that the fact that we don't need to wear masks means we need to stop going out and getting the vaccine. Mm -hmm. I think people are going to be like, oh, we did it now this whole stupid mask thing's over i don't need my vaccine anymore no i think they do they i think they absolutely do well isn't it they say only fully vaccinated people don't have yeah, but masks do you think those people care you think those people well care? i mean that's kind of like my yes, thing too is yes, like people is. will lie but yeah. um no yeah i think because on one hand i totally get because not having to wear a mask in public it could be a huge incentivizer for people who are on the fence. Be like, I don't know if I want to get it, which get it. I don't, I don't, I don't it's even free. want to talk. Yeah. Like there is literally no reason why you shouldn't get it unless you know that you will have like a bad Kelsey, side effect or something. Kelsey, a good friend of ours recently told me they're not getting it. And I was shocked. I was very shocked. That's, that's kind of crazy. I just, yeah. yeah. Here's my thing. As both of my parents are doctors, and maybe this is misplaced faith because they're just like really good doctors. And, you know, maybe I know there are definitely doctors out there who are not as ethical and maybe not as smart and stuff like that. But I have to believe that medicine works. Yeah. You know, like I have yeah. to, I have to believe that medicine works. There, there's just. It's not like we're, we're buying vaccines off the back of a truck that says like Albertsons and then spray painted an X on the side and says vaccine and spray paint. Like mm. it's not a sketchy thing. And the fact that people don't believe that medicine works and like essential oils fix your problems and like <sighs> breathing deep enough will cure your depression is like ridiculous to me. I've like, seen that concoction where you... uh you put it in a cup, you put cinnamon and orange and like some other thing and you put it in the microwave for like 60 seconds for it to get really hot. And I think you put like liquor in it too. And like it cures you of like COVID symptoms. I was like, what? Like maybe it helps. Maybe it helps your symptoms. Maybe yeah. probably it cures you of COVID. Like, and here's the thing, because I love candles. I love scents. And I think that it can be really good for just like, if you personally like it and it helps you mentally, that's great. But like that sort of stuff and like not believing the medicine that that works and like improving your quality of life and the quality of life for other people, because you're like not sure if you trust someone who's like $300,000 in debt to tell you that like something (laughs) works, like just trust that person, you know, like (laughs) the person who's dedicated their life to it. Yeah. Yeah. Like that to me is just, 
it's just crazy. And I, there was no question in my mind. I was like, I'm getting the vaccine. Like there's no question in my mind because I've gotten many other vaccines before. (laughs) Also this argument that it's not a real vaccine or anything. Listen, listen. What does that even Even, mean? (laughs) Even even if we have to get a new one in six months, I'd rather do that. I'd rather do that than not having anything at all. I'd rather be immune for six months and then do it like the common cold every year yeah. while I get another one. I have no problem getting my flu shot. I have no <laughs> problem with that. My my good friend who had this argument said like, well, what if you need to get another shot later? I'm like, I don't care. Okay. Like, why would I care? Like, I already get my flu shot yearly. I already do everything yearly. Like, I already get vaccines. I already get medicine. And guess what? I'm alive, well, healthy. I don't yeah. have a third arm. Like <laughs> That we know of. That we know of. That we know of. <laughs> like, maybe it's growing as we speak. But, like... I don't have like I don't have a worry in the world for because if it's gone to the point where any doctor can give it to me, not just like my backwater doctor, like any doctor can give it to me, then I trust the process of how to get it there. Yeah, I mean, and also just as like sort of a what's the word I'm looking for? Like positive social reason to get the vaccine is that there are people who can't get it. And so the fact that people who can get it aren't getting it because it doesn't affect them seems Ugh. like a very kind of me-centric argument. Because like, think about like cancer patients who could definitely die if they get COVID. My I dad, think, yeah, I know. Like, Listen, my good friend, no longer coming over. No longer <laughs> coming over. Like, I'm not gonna expose him to my dad. Are you kidding Until me? he gets like, the vaccine. That's his yeah, punishment. You, exactly. Speaking of which, you posted for was it your dad's birthday like a couple of yes. days ago? It was his second birthday, I should say. His second birthday? Does he have two birthdays? He has two birthdays a year. I'll explain that in a second. You okay. say your thing first. But there was this photo of him like holding balloons and he just looked so wholesome. It was so adorable. I love my dad. I absolutely love my dad. Um yeah, my dad has two birthdays a year. Um his first one's in January and the second one was in May. So you might be asking yourself, how? How does someone yes. have two birthdays a year? <laughs> I oh. am asking. Let me tell you how. So this is this is what happened back in the poorest parts of Mexico and other parts of Mexico too. But um, my dad became seventy years old. So if you do the math, my dad was born nineteen fifty one. Mm-hmm. Quite a while. My dad is old enough, and Mexico was poor enough, where my dad <laughs> got to see the first light be put in his pueblo, and he got to see the first radio come in. He got to see electricity get introduced. Whoa. Like, like my like technically my dad's like pueblo was like way behind um <laughs> but it was a pueblo in the 50s so um so what occurred was when my father was born he was born in uh, uh january right mm-hmm. his mom used to always celebrate on that day his sister his older sister used to celebrate on that day because she would remember and whatnot but his documentation wasn't made all the way until may because you couldn't get documentation so easily and so quickly so they would just register you for the day you got there and got your documentation. And so his documentation is May of that date, uh, 1951. So my dad has two birthdays a year because his birth certificate and everything says one date, but his mom and his personal like intimate family told him it was this other date. And that was the day that his mother would celebrate for him, not the one on his birth certificate. So what does he have like on his driver's license, his actual birthday or May. his documented? No, his documentation. Oh, his doc- okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. That's cool though. That's kind of fun. Get yeah, two so, birthday parties. Yeah, so like my my dad always celebrates the January one more because that's the day his mom used to always call him yeah. from Mexico. She used to mm-hmm. always call him in January. So that's the one that means more to him. But mm-hmm. because of the chaos of like just how life works, like yeah. sometimes January is a bigger birthday for him. Sometimes the, the May one is. So yeah, but my dad has two birthdays. As that's a fun. Do you get yeah. him two presents? We do. <laughs> We he's looking out yeah, yeah he he gets he gets two birthday parties he gets two birthday dinners he gets two birthday gifts like everything That's so exciting. does he get two out. cheesecakes uh we took him to fogo de chow uh, oh. uh for his this time but last time we did take him to cheesecake factory no your mom's cheesecake oh no no oh. no she only made it that one time kelsey and it was amazing i like <laughs> I still think about that cheesecake with the raspberry coolie sometimes. Oh, I still think about it. So <laughs> that listen, she still makes the raspberry thing. She doesn't make the cheesecake, but that raspberry thing to die. That could for. go on anything though. 
It uh, listen, pigs in a blanket. I eat those. I eat that stuff with the raspberry thing, and it phenomenal, phenomenal. That brings us full circle to the sweet and salty thing of the Oreo shape. Yes, it works. It just works. Something, some of those sweet and savory combinations just work very well. Right. Um. Very well. Speaking of which, or working very well. <laughs> the speaking of which, um, uh-huh. I just want recognition that i actually started the timer when we actually started recording today <gasps> so oh, how deep actually, in are we um uh, we have like 10 minutes left ish oh 10, 15 very minutes good left. Wow. so oh, wow. i just need some rec- recognition, recognition because usually it i don't realize until like so 20 like minutes through. in yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I i'm so glad that. i'm so glad you pay attention because this time i didn't look at the time that we started so i wouldn't have been mm. able to tell us this time I would have had a guesstimation. <laughs> yeah. And then we end up with like a two and a half hour podcast. Jeez. Yeah. I know, Poor right? Marco. Poor Marco. Um, but also, things are changing. Things are changing? What does that mean? Yeah. Because you're graduating very soon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I am. <laughs> and, we and, have this conversation all the time on this podcast. But yes, yes, I well, am. Well, I, I want to bring it up because. Yes there's a lot of potential scheduling issues so we're Ah. gonna do our best to keep the podcast on a schedule but if as i push the end yeah but if there's some like weird postings it's just because andres is doing his graduation stuff and (sighs) we don't want to stress him with the podcast on top of that i would like to document this just for history to come on what's happening for my graduation so far so far okay do it so so last year's graduating class got nothing right they (laughs) had to sit at home and graduate from there this year they're allowing them to return to have the same in-person event i get to have okay (laughs) now listen yes this is better than not getting anything at all but at the same time i also kind of don't like what they're doing for us uh, but I'll probably be grateful, I guess. Um, what they're doing is I was sent out a link where I can choose any day between Sunday and Thursday uh, of that week. But mm-hmm. obviously, the sooner the better. I tried to shoot for Sunday, but they were out of time slots. So I got mm-hmm. Monday at 4 p.m. that day. Mm-hmm. Kelsey, it's not a ceremony. Uh, it's not a real ceremony. It's right. not. I will be able to arrive with two people of my choosing, which obviously mm-hmm. both my parents uh god willing uh both my parents um and i have a 15 minute time slot to walk up i guess with my name being said mm-hmm. and to shake hands with someone i assume i don't know maybe fist bump i guess maybe mm-hmm. and grab my fake diploma and i guess smile <laughs> for a photo and leave that's what i get so can I give you like a, a, a bright side of I would love a bright graduation? side to this, sure. So that's the only good part about graduation. Oh, all right. Well, the you don't rest- like sitting around? <laughs> okay, so because, no, I wasn't the last class to graduate. It was 2019 was the last class to graduate before this whole thing started. Mm-hmm. So basically what they do, I went to the arts graduation, but I assume that it's the same for every school. You have to walk up. So you know where the big um, water reservoir thing is by the Mesa parking structure by the Bren Center. So you basically have to walk up that big hill by the Mesa parking structure up in to not where the tractor trailers are, but like the other way to get behind the Bren Center. And for girls, you're in heels. So you're walking uphill in heels. It's June. It's hot. And then you stand in this waiting room and they check you in to make sure that you're there. You don't get anything. You just have to wait in this room and they have music playing, but there's like no food. There's maybe a cup of water for you there. And you have to wait there for like an hour while everyone gets there. And there's like a couple chairs to sit down. And yes, your friends are there, but like Again, it's June, it's hot, there's a lot of people. Then they get you in lines for each school because like the drama um, one went with like physical sciences and like one other. So they line you up by school. Then they walk you the back way around the Bren Center. You have to walk down like two flights of stairs, again, in heels for the girls. And then you walk into the Bren Center and then you listen to someone 
who in our case was like an aerospace engineer talk <laughs> for, for an arts kid that's yeah. awesome for it, all Did of the speakers no all of the speakers were like honestly pretty boring and like very cliche and then they line you up by row and you hand the person your card you walk across the stage joel gives you a hug and then you walk down and that's it and then you sit back down for another like hour while everyone else walks across the stage yeah i guess that sounds lame so you're kind of getting the best part of graduation i mean i get it though like i get it it's like a thing with your friends it's exciting but like it's also boring (laughs) airpod down airpod down i i went to stretch my airpod got knocked out of my ear oh i guess i guess you know i guess so like it's good and it's bad because like you're in and out you're not going to be sweaty you still get to walk you get the pictures you know but you're not with your friends but also like all of your friends are in the arts campus anyway right for the most part i wouldn't have graduated with them anyways yeah yeah Yeah, so social science kid so it's like there's good and bad to everything you know Mm -hmm. but it is what it is and then hopefully maybe like i don't are you having a graduation party or like i don't know great (laughs) i don't know but if i am i'll let you know so you can drive down me driving to california for one afternoon (laughs) you stay at your apartment after and then you get the good drive back yeah I'll consider it. It's not like you don't have a living space down here. No, but I think if I was going to do one afternoon, I would probably just fly and ask you to pick me up. (laughs) I could do that probably. Probably. Most likely. Since I'm vaccinated and I'm not afraid of planes. Hashtag vaxxed. Yeah. But yeah, it's going to be an exciting time. And if you don't have a graduation party in in June, I'll plan one for you in August. (laughs) That sounds that sounds pretty great because then all my friends are back. Yeah. And you know between if your mom and I teamed up to plan a party, like there'd be no question. It would be amazing. Woo! I (laughs) Andres is looking at his phone. (laughs) I got an email. I got an email. I got an email. I'm sorry. Another meeting starting right now. (laughs) It was it was a Joel email. It was a cool comedy email. I'm sorry. It caught, it caught me off guard but yes kelsey i think you are uh, you are the master the the queen the the i was about to call you the mistress of but <laughs> the mistress of parties um, um you you threw my 21st birthday which is still one of my favorite most cherished memories uh you, you voted... have to you have to give credit to your twins friends because they helped did vivian and diane help That's yeah it? they helped set up the streamers oh well there you go um, well, thank you to Vivian and Dan who, who uh, put up the streamers. Um, but it was you who had that big plan and idea, which was very kind and helpful. It was you who's uh, uh, helped me plan many of my events in life and whatnot. So uh, I, I, I think worst case scenario, <laughs> I wouldn't be upset if Kelsey was the one to organize something again. You know, maybe we should just do like a 2020 and 2021 party like in august regardless the party so sure because like regardless of if you have your personal graduation party like we have friends who graduated 2021 or 2020 sorry and 2021 we'll have friends who also graduating with me um so we could just do i'm thinking i'm thinking hawaiian themed (laughs) sure i have play hawaiian shirts why not (laughs) This is how far in advance I like to plan for events. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember from the Matt Collins episode. Kelsey's already planning her Halloween party. Like, yeah, I have part of the menu already. <laughs> Lord have mercy on your soul. <laughs> this is, but this, this is the sort of because I like to perseverate on things a lot, That's which perseverate just means to really like think way too much about things. Thank you for um, me and my fellow simpletons <laughs> to listen. So 
like I'll put a menu together and then I'll and then I'll go to the grocery store and I'll like kind of look around and then if they don't have something that I need I have to go back and like replan or like find a substitute ingredient or stuff like that so it's good to have a lot of time to make sure that when the day descends upon you you're like as prepared and efficient as you can be you know sure sure you don't get the same joy out of planning a, a perfectly executed party the I way don't. that I do. <laughs> I listen, I like planning things, but it's not it's not my high. Like it's not it's not how I get excited for for life. It's I think it's because I like in the similar way that I really like um iRev because it creates like a space for people. It creates like a moment you know, and like, if you plan the right party and things just go well, like similar to your birthday party. And I think my birthday party as well, you create like a space, you create a time, you create a moment and it just makes people happy and like excited to be there. You know, that is your, that is your thrill of life. So, and Catch Kelsey, lawyer, <laughs> lawyer, wedding planner coming to you soon. I could never do weddings. Cause it's just That's too high. That's too high. No, though. it's. Bar I feel like fulfill. weddings are a little bit too Personal. risky in that risky. some people have really high um or really specific things that they want that I don't agree with but I would have to do it and then it would turn out bad and I couldn't be as the wedding planner like I told you so like this is why your wedding is bad Try again like I guess but I want to get paid you know so weddings not so much but i just love to to host i love to host i have a three-tier plate in my amazon cart right now that's just waiting to be purchased <sighs> it's great <laughs> this is the joy oh, i get as a 25 year old is very different than when i was oh, my god you're 25 my god i'm about to be 23 i oh. know i know oh, years are starting to escape us Oh, I know. I, I feel like the prime of my life is over already. <laughs> I met you at a brisk 21, turned 22 right away. That's when I met you. Yeah, because you got on winter, right? Yeah, so you turned 22 yeah. shortly after I met you. Yeah. What a time. I was actually, oh, maybe we can, maybe we can end the podcast on this because it has to do with graduation stuff. Sure. So I was looking through pictures, um, no. obviously, because you know about no. the senior books no and every time because i'll just let everyone know i've made the irev senior books every year since the graduating class of 2014. <laughs> seven years worth every every because i volunteered to do it my freshman year because the two because obviously the senior captain didn't do it the junior captain sarah wanted the baby captain Chloe to do it, but Chloe didn't want to do it. And I love, I love creating the moment, Andres. I love My creating it. Sweet so, Lord. <laughs> so I was like, Chloe, I'll do it. And I made have made the senior book, freshman, sophomore, junior. I didn't make them senior year. I should have. <gasps> I should have. I should have made them my senior year. And then I made them for the year after me and 2020 graduates, because you have said, I don't want to make the scrapbooks. And I was like, you have to have scrapbooks. So that's what happened. But now we're covered, we're covered with 2021. But I was asked to submit pictures. And every year when I make these, I get like so nostalgic <laughs> for <laughs> IREV time. It was just like, because honestly, I was submitting pictures from your first year like your last year which yeah. was like 2018 ish 2018 yeah so there are like so many years of like i don't know it's just i always get so nostalgic of like being in college and being on irev and i was just like wow what a horrible time they're living through because like I, i've I lost know. the greatest year of irev and i'm sad i don't think you lost the greatest year of irev i think last year probably would have been your greatest year I also lost that year. <laughs> you lost half of that year, yeah. I lost the great half of it. But it's just like, I always get so nostalgic. I don't know if that happens to you. Uh, yeah, I got nostalgic yesterday when I was talking about it to uh, the next captain. So yeah, quite, quite nostalgic. Quite nostalgic. Well, sad. <laughs> end this podcast, sad. 
Uh, remember, if you're if you're in XL, don't feel bad. Remember that if you don't wear a mask, uh, that's your choice, but uh, please do. Remember, if you don't get the vaccine, that is also your choice, but please do. Uh, I remember that Marco is our beautiful editor. He's doing a great job, Thanks. and Taylor's also doing a great job. And we also want to remember that to remember to thank our sponsors. Thank you, thank you to our two sponsors. You guys are still wonderful. We we do remember you. We do thank you greatly. Uh, we appreciate all your shout outs on social media. We appreciate everything you guys do. Uh, Kelsey and I are in love with food and uh, <laughs> this is this is the way it is. I would just also like to add, I don't know why Andres does his like m mile a minute recap at the end, but I let him go. I let him do it. It brings him joy. <laughs> um, but also if you are graduating or graduated last year or this year, and then you want to send us a cute photo of you and your grad stuff. We'll post it on our stories throughout June. And then Kelsey will make a collage with me and my photo and your photo. And we'll just make a <laughs> giant collage of all of us graduating. Do you know on an Instagram story how small those photos might have to be? It's okay. It's okay. Okay. You'll, you'll make Great. a collage. I know you're good. Great. I know you're good at it. Uh, I am. Thank you. But <laughs> <laughs> we will see you in the next one. Wow! Crack shack.